Welcome to the Entrepreneur's Visiting Victor podcast with Victor Dadaj, where you'll hear stories and strategies to help increase your sales and grow your business. Here's your host, Victor Dadaj. All right, welcome to Entrepreneurs Visiting Victor. I am your host, Victor Dadash. I hope you are having an amazing day so far. Today, we have an awesome guest. She is an infinite wealth strategist. She is a senior transition specialist. She is a public speaker, and she is a world traveler. So let's welcome Sally Gimmon. How are you doing today, Sally? I'm doing well, Victor. Thank you for having me as a guest. Oh, it's great to have you on. And uh, Sally, I'd like to get started by asking you, how did you get started? You know, Please share your story. How did you wind up becoming an entrepreneur true story uh my oldest nephew was getting married in october 2018 my parents lived in goodyear arizona which is about 25 miles uh, west of phoenix um they drove cross country and my mom got very sick along the way she got septic of the blood and was on a ventilator for uh 13 months i came for the wedding i went back to uh, to arizona to phoenix my dad asked me to go through the mail December, her 2000, uh, November 2018 Medicare bill was over 19 pages long, and her bill was $179,000. Thank God my dad was a retired officer. You know, we didn't have to worry about that. But I, I can remember standing in their kitchen, going through the mail, going, I can't afford this. You know, if something happened to me, wh- where would I be? So a friend of mine who was involved with real estate, you know, I contacted him, and he's like, hey, come to a meeting. This was before covid I went to the meeting. Um, they taught me how to uh, self-direct my uh, traditional IRA, my uh, Roth IRA, health savings account, and I, I'm not crowing. I just took it from there. I mean, um, I became a real estate investor in February of 2019 and haven't looked back since then. Wow, that's pretty amazing. That wasn't too long ago. It was just about what, three and a half years ago. So um, Three and a half, correct. Good. Uh, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. So you went through, you know, you were helping your mama because she was sick. She was on a ventilator for a long time. She just went off for about 13 months. You you were looking to emergency in Carolina. You found this bill for 179000 That is a lot of money. So I can imagine if I were here, because I'd be thinking the same thing. Huh, that's a lot of money. What, what can I do to make sure I'm not in you know, this situation? Like I said, luckily your dad had the insurance and all that. So a lot of it is covered. Well, a really a sad, people... part that, but... sad part of that, sad part of that story I was a Medicare broker at the time, and I don't know, you're too young to know about Medicare, but it ends uh, December, December. if I get the day wrong, I'm sorry, December 7th. So I was able to go, at, uh, come back to North Carolina to my brother's house for Christmas. And on December 31st, my mom was on the floor of 24 patients on ventilators. Four families took their family members off the ventilator and the respiratory therapist was crying. And I'm like, they can't afford it. I mean, the January 1st, if you're on a... a an advantage plan, you have to pay the deductible right away, $4,000, $8,000, $9,000. And, you know, I don't think anybody in America should have to make a decision. Can we afford it or take our family member? You know, that was a complete eye-opening for me. And a statistic I use when I talk about things, November 2021, bankrate.com had an article that 80% of Americans have more than $90,000 in debt and are not putting 10% aside for retirement. I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't think Social Security is going to be there when we turn 65. I, I'm That makes me nervous. No, that, that's very scary. And it's so sad to hear about those four patients that had to be taken off the ventilator starting January 1st because of the deductibles they had to pay. And I agree. It, I, no one should have to be put in that position because it's 
you know, you want the best for your family. You want to be able to take care of them and to be able to take to be taken off it because they can't afford it is 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 a real tragedy. And uh, correct. And you, and you mentioned that uh, in the bank article from the November two thousand twenty one. Eighty percent of Americans are ninety k and then they don't save ten percent of their um of their money, which I think uh, was used in the. The richest man in Babylon, I believe, uh, talked about it. Uh, I, I've read the book. I've read the book. Uh, that between you and me, Victor, the most expensive real estate in the entire world is between your ears. The more you read, the more you learn, the more. I mean, I'm amazed how few people read a book. And I, I keep telling you, one my two favorite books is "The Power of Your Subconscious Mind" uh, by Joseph Murphy, and then um, "The Science of Getting Rich" by Wallace D. Waddles. That's a super fast book. I mean, if you it takes you. I'm a slow reader and I can read it in two hours. Yeah, no, I agree about reading and learning things. There, there are sayings, readers are leaders and learners are earners. And I remember reading a stat a number of years ago, the average CEO reads about four to five books a month. Whereas the average person- Really, reads, okay. Yes, with the average person reads maybe one book a year. So that's one difference between CEOs and other people. Because you know why? Because they're reading as much as Because if they could find one thing that can help them as a person in their business to, you know, to help them make more money, they want to take advantage. Of it. And like you said, when you read, you learn these things. That, that like you said, the most powerful real estate is in between your ears. Unfortunately, a lot of people don't take advantage of it. So I yeah, I agree. I I, I did not know that statistic. A book a year. That's just sad. It is so. And and the most successful people I know, they all do a lot of reading. If not not reading books, they're listening to audible books, audio books on YouTube and stuff like that. They're finding ways to continually work in on improving themselves because the thing else I have to keep to think about is there's a lot of competition out there. If you're not working on improving yourself, other people are and they're getting better while you're not. So you're gonna fall behind a lot of those people. So that's something people have to keep in mind. It's like you think of sports athletes. They have to keep practicing because they know the other guys are also practicing. If they don't practice, the others are. The other guys are gonna get better. So you have to do it in all facets of your life. Keep working on improving yourself. Um, and if you do, you're gonna get much better. So I'm glad you brought up those points here. And- um, I, I, I'm a huge fan. My mom, we weren't allowed to watch TV when we were kids. I, I don't know how old you are, but. If you remember Happy Days, I was yeah. not allowed to watch it because the Fonz was rude to adults. So everybody in my school loved Happy Days. Like, uh, I, I never saw it. So wow, yeah. So, so right now you're talking about the fact that so, so the vast majority of Americans are in debt. So, what are some of the things you recommend to probably some of the people listening to this podcast may have some debt problems? So, what are some of the things you can recommend to these people to work on improving that financial situation so they can, at, at the very least, reduce their debt? That's a great question. Um, I don't mean to be metaphysical, but I I moved to North Carolina to do some re uh, real uh, real estate investing here. It's upset bids. The whole if you go to an auction, you think you've won, but in North Carolina, you get 10 days, either calendar days or um, monthly days to put uh, $750 above the uh, bet in, above the bid. And I've won several houses that way. So uh, July 31st, I'm taking my car. I'm just outside Charlotte. I was taking my car to get an oil change over in Lancaster, um, uh, South Carolina. And the one little road I went on was shut down to repave it. So I had to do 44 miles one way and 44 miles back the other way. And I came together to do... A presentation. I, I'm not trying to crow, but it's the things I do to get out of debt. It's called the Circle of Wealth in Five Simple Steps, uh, starting with just ten dollars. It's um, 
a friend of mine during COVID, uh, when I was uh, I, I was invested in uh, notes, which is the mortgage on the a house, three of my homes that were paying me monthly, all of a sudden stopped paying. And you're like, wow, I can't foreclose on them. It's COVID, things like this. So she got me into a gift giving tree. The, um, so you start at giftgivingtree.com, you put $10, podcasts, I do uh, public speaking. You're supposed to recruit three people, but I help other people recruit. Um, you recruit the three people, and by the time you get, there's four levels on the first board. And by the time you finish the first board, you're at, you have over $7,000 in your pocket. Have you read uh, Robert Karasaki's Rich Dad, Poor Dad? Yes, excellent book. I recommend everyone listening, get that book. Get the book. And if you know the four different quadrants, you've got the employee, you have a business owner, no, uh, self-employed, sorry, employee, self-employed, business owner, and then an investor. And, you know, just give hope to those 80% of Americans who have 90,000 debt. Start start small. Don't go to Starbucks twice in one week. You know, $10, that's all I'm asking you for. $10, get into gift giving tree, um, get through the first board, start paying down the car payment, paying off the credit cards, things like that. And then when you get finished the first board, um, I have three different businesses I do in my sleep. You know, one's um, Sally Sells Silver, one's in crypto, one's in education. You know, just ways I make money. Then you go through the second board. And when you get done through the second board, you're going to be looking at an infinite banking policy because that, that does take about four months to get it started. You know, you have to go through uh, physical things like that. But an infinite banking policy has been around for 179 years. Most people have never heard of it. Um, it's the secret of the rich. Google the, the, if you, uh, tell your people to Google bully, that's Bravo Oscar Lima Indian.com. It stands for, uh, bank owned life insurance. The banks are putting $1.3 trillion into these policies every year. If the banks are doing it. Why aren't we doing it? And the most beautiful thing about it, it pays 3.5% compounded interest rate plus dividends on top of it, on the average 6% dividends, and then you borrow the cash value to do things. Um, not trying to get uh, technical here, but I took a policy out on my 28-year-old niece, and I'm paying the $500 a month for it. Uh, I'm using the cash value right now. I just bought a, a tax deed in Florida. But when my grandniece, that sounds horrible, when my grandniece, who just turned two, hits 18, she's going to have a lump sum of $146,000. So if she wants to go be an auto mechanic, she wants to go be an opera star, she wants to travel around the world, excellent. Maybe she won't get into Harvard, or hopefully she could get into Harvard or Yale, but might not cover that. But she can go to almost any school to study with no stu student loans. Student loans are killing people right now who, who go to school. And you know she'll have the lump sum at, at 18 and then... For her sophomore year, she'll have $11,000 she can take out of the policy. Uh, um, junior year, she can take out $12,000, uh, you know, an extra thousand each uh, each year to pay, you know, to pay for school. And you know, my my niece by marriage, she's just like, I have a deathbed. She, she didn't have any life insurance before that, so it's a. I can't tell you how much I love these policies. They they, they pay you over and over again. Yeah. Uh, that's really uh, great stuff to share. I mean, I never heard of infinite banking policy myself, so I definitely learned something. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I was Do you want to hear a funny story? Yeah, go ahead. I was a resident assistant at University of Maryland. Beautiful October day. And I 
1989, just so you give, I give you an idea, there's no cell phones. Um, it was a football Saturday. I was on the fourth floor. A resident on the first floor was gay, was in trouble. Um, my dad bought, I, I have an older brother and a younger brother. We're all five, five years apart. He bought the cheapest Chevy Chevette in the entire world. No power steering, no power brakes, no air conditioning, no radio, anything like that. So we got her into the car. I got her to the hospital. She had to get her uh, stomach pump and kind of uh, get smart. She says her Doc Martens, her right heel was a fake heel and it was a business card folded in half with two quarters. And I'd never heard this word before. I had to call her handler. This is a suburban Washington, D.C., College Park. Her handler shows up in 40 minutes, three-piece suit, perfectly groomed. I'm like, it's Saturday. You know, what, what, what are you doing? You know, he goes in, checks on her, and I'm not making fun of her. I don't want to say her name, but she's the granddaughter of a chocolate fortune. That's why she had this. He comes out, and he goes, whatever you're studying at Maryland, stop, become an insurance agent, and find out about infinite banking. So this was October of uh, 1989. In January, I, I made my boyfriend go with me in the Chevy Chevette across um, Potomac River to Crystal City. I don't know if you know, have you ever heard of the family offices? I've heard of it, yeah. Very, very, very well-to-do family offices. They did a whole presentation on infinite banking. And they're like, oh, for the first five years, it's going to be $50,000 a year. And in year six, you start putting 100000 in. I'm a stupid 19-year-old kid laughing about it because I don't have enough money to pay for gas to get back to College Park. And they're like, this is not a laughing matter. I'm like, I don't have $50,000 to my name. So I, I've been researching this for 30 years, trying to find a policy I could afford. So yeah, it, it just, the rich know it. Why don't why don't you and I know it? That That's the sad thing about it. No, that's the thing. Unfortunately, a lot of people, the most most people, uh, and Kiyosaki says, most people are do not have good financial education. It's not taught in the exactly. school. So. So when they when they're finished with high school and college, a lot of people do not know much about their financial education. They don't prove it, and a lot of it's hidden from that. So they just sought to just to follow the rules, you know, do their regular job, and and just so to on. But they're not sort about much else, and that's why the vast majority of them, like you said, they're either struggling to pay their bills or they're heavily in debt, like you mentioned. And if you can learn this, and the like you said, the rich have known this for many many centuries. Yes. They know they're. Yeah. And I remember Kiyosaki talks about the fact that most people, uh, their vast majority of their wealth comes from earned income, whereas the wealthy focus on unearned income, and they can make a lot more yes. from it. And not only that, they pay lower taxes. So you want to talk about the tax situation? Because a lot of people are, you know, just work regular jobs, but they're paying a much higher tax rates than the wealthy are because they don't have that unearned I income, that passive income. I teach a mastermind in my real estate group. Well, I'll be honest, I, I no longer teach it I because I moved and things like this. But one of my friends, um, uh, I'll use his first name, Kelly. He's a retired pre uh, preacher from, uh, he lives in uh, Arizona. Back in March of 2021, he stopped a bank foreclosure, helped the family out. The father had died. There was, you know, the bank was still closing. He was able to stop the, stop the auction. He wholesaled it for $50,000. He sat in on my class three separate times and he just called me. He just finished his 2021 taxes in um, sometime in July. He forgot about the capital gains and he has a $900 a month IRS bill for capital gains, which is 23.8% of your profit. So $50,000 times 23.8%. Really sad part of the story is his wife fell and broke her hip. He's doing Uber uh, six nights a week because his wife is uh, bedridden uh, and his adult children have to come and take care of her at night. 
Um, not trying to crow, but I just worked on a, uh, another stop on auction. A friend of mine, um, uh, she, uh, uh, Kendra, she was out walking her dog in Lincoln, Nebraska. She saw a notice on a house, you know, about cut the, the lawn was too long. She's like, can we get money? Can you pay, pay off the uh, auction? We stopped at September 1st. We just uh, wholesaled it on Saturday. I'm not trying to crow. I made a, a, I made $62,000 and I'm saving over $14,000 in capital gains. Unfortunately, Kendra doesn't have the trust. She'll have to pay them uh, come April 15th, 2023 or whenever she does her taxes. And you know, there's a real estate guru out there. I don't want to use his name because it's a third story, but we'll just call initials GC, like general contractor. He doesn't teach, he, he knows about this and he only gives it the information to his absolute elite people who spend over $100,000 with him, I think that's criminal. I mean, if everyone should know this. I don't care if you're in crypto. I don't care if you're in Forex trading. I I, I had a father, I, 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 I'm very proud of myself. I've been on TikTok officially for eight weeks now. Woohoo! I mean, my, my niece is like, oh God, Anne Sally, don't, 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 don't dance. I'm like, I, I won't dance, I promise. But you know, I'm talking about uh, the trust on, uh, on TikTok. I had a father call me uh, this was back in August. His two, he's got twin sons. He was going to take ninety thousand dollars out of his Bitcoin account. He's been trading for about five years in Bitcoin, and you know, I said, "Hey, you can do that. Do realize your tax bill in April of twenty twenty three was going to be over twenty one thousand dollars." He's like, "I can't afford that." I mean, so you know, he's scrambling to do other things for his kids because he wants them to go to school. But that's a huge bill twenty three percent of anything you buy. And then just to let you know on this, Victor, that and I don't know which bill it was. There were two major bills uh, at late uh, 2021. One was a transportation bill and one was another one. They're going to raise capital gains to 40 percent. Yes, for people who are making four hundred thousand dollars a year. But that's for being a smart investor. I mean, that, I'm not anti-government. That's just a lot of money to be paying the government because you were smart. Yeah, you're right, and uh, people should not be punished if they're if they know how to invest wisely in their, in their money. Exactly. I mean, yeah. if um, I talking about books, um, one of the guys in my real estate the in my real estate group, Garrett Gunderson, his book used to be called "What the Rockefellers Do." It had to be changed to "What Billionaires Do." It is all about uh, the Rockefellers' office. Uh, Nelson Nelson Rockefeller said, you know. Own um, own nothing but control everything. The Rockefellers Trust is now seven generations old and has over three hundred and ninety people in it. So if the Rockefellers do it, why aren't we doing it? Yeah, yeah, and, and, and that's interesting. Bring up Rockefeller. I remember reading about them years ago. They've been running these trusted foundations for many, many decades. And like you said, yes. they save a lot of taxes as a result of that, but they still have a lot of influence and power as a result. So. Yeah, so that's something exactly. people have to look into, you know, setting up these trusts, and it could definitely save you a lot of money in taxes, and it's perfectly legal. So why not take advantage of it? It's available to you. Unfortunately, the vast, like you said, the vast majority of people are not aware of this. And and, and I, I don't think enough people think about their future, especially the younger that, that they are. And, and I understand when you're 20, 25, you're like, oh, 65 is a long way off. But you, you have to start oh. thinking the earlier. Because no more. Um, no more time goes by. Also, you don't know when something can happen to you. Like you mentioned, the guys those was forced to drive over because his wife fractured her hip. He hurt her hip. You just don't know something can happen to you. 
and you know you got to waste all your savings and 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 we know uh, you mentioned social security it is, it is social security is a big mess right now it's changed up this much social security first came out in the 19th in the early mid 30s i think 35 it, the average age of person dying was 65 so they weren't paying a whole lot and and there were 16 workers uh to every person going going into retirement nowadays uh people are living a lot longer you know Women, I think almost 80, men like 73. And there's only three workers for every person that's getting Social Security. So that's it. The, the ratio has done a lot and it's going to continue. That's why they raised the Social Security age from 65 to 60 cents. That will continue. So, like you said, it may it may not be the next 20, 30 years. I wouldn't be surprised. Or if it is, it's, it's not going to be anywhere near what we have before. So you can't re rely on that as well. You really have to start planning for your And the other thing is, the earlier you start, uh, Compounding is very huge. People underestimate oh, yeah. the power of, of the effect of compounding. Albert Einstein called it the eighth wonder of the world. So um, you may exactly. want to talk a little about yes. that. Yeah. I, 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 well, you know, I wish people would understand. Going back to Albert Einstein, uh, you know, compounded interest rate is eighth wonder of the world. People who understand it make it. People who don't understand it pay it. I mean. I can't spell out the word, but amortization loans, what you mm -hmm. pay for your mortgage, what you pay for your car. When you look at the amortization scale, the compounded interest rates going to the banks first. And, you know, I just moved to North Carolina recently and I went to a, uh, into a furniture store because I need a new dresser and everything was, oh, $20 a month, $35 a month. I'm like, no, 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 no. How much is this? You know, I, I don't want to do your financing. I want to, you know, I want to buy my dressing, you know, my dresser for my clothes. And they're like, oh, we don't do that. You're going to get a credit card from this company. I'm like, that's a scary way they did business. And people were doing it. I mean, it was a busy Saturday afternoon that people were going to do that. And I'm like, you don't know what you're paying. You know, you don't know what the interest rate is on that. No, you're right. That's very good. A lot of people do not know. Um, yeah, and I, I want to get back to uh, your, your 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 circle web and five steps, you know, just start paying $10 because a lot of people uh, don't realize this, you know, again, this thing can compound over time. So you talk a little bit about that. And also, you know, people that have various debts uh, that have to pay off. Do you recommend uh, starting off by paying the smallest debt first or you attack on the largest? What, what do you think is the best way to start attacking the debt? We, with the Circle of Wealth, it's $10 you're on a gift giving uh, platform. Again, there's two boards, four levels each. When you start the infinite banking policy, we do, you get two uh, uh, sessions of a uh, year, and you can have more. What they'll look at is, you know, what's your highest interest rate? You know, what one of my, um, I, I I call them my star pupils. Her husband retired from the military, twenty years in the Air Force. She lost her life insurance, so we started them back in March of two thousand twenty-one on the infinite banking. When he went to go get the paperwork on his twenty twenty truck, if Okay, I'm going to date myself. If you know the uh, movie Twister, the red Chevy 250, mm -hmm. that's what, what he had. His mm -hmm. truck had 29% interest rate on it. He just knew he was paying $600 for the next uh, for seven years on this truck. So when we put everything together, his number one thing was pay off the truck first because he loves his truck and then pay off the rest of the debt. They just had, a, uh, I don't see the mapping sessions. It's, you know, it's private between the CFO and them. But um, Patricia's my friend. She, they have decided they're not going to pay off their house. They live in uh, Arizona. Their their interest rate on the house is at three point nine percent. They're going to pay off their credit cards and everything, and then start investing in real estate while they keep the mortgage at such a low rate. Because you know they've got two kids. One's they're now one's in eighth grade and one's in uh, sixth grade. 
And she's like, we're going to live here for the next five years. Let's start investing at least. So, but yeah, it, it's, it's, you have to you have to know what you're paying for. Like, is it your cell phone? Is it your your what's the highest interest rate? And God help me, the people who have payday loans, they they could be so high. I mean, you you you. The first thing I would suggest to whoever's on your podcast listening to this, sit down and either on your if you have a computer, put it on an Excel spreadsheet, or just put it on a paper, just listing how much you owe or how much you're paying per month for. Your cell phone, how much are you paying for water? How much are you paying for electricity? How much you're paying for your car payment? How much are you paying for your auto insurance? How much do you pay for uh, gas for the car? You know, how much did you spend at the grocery store last week? You know, just so you can start getting a, a, a rough budget because I think people don't know what they're spending or how much it is. I, this, this sounds crazy. I moved from Arizona to North Carolina. I haven't cooked for a long time. I went to go make a birthday cake. I went to go buy eggs. And I'm used to buying eggs in, in Phoenix for 99 cents a dozen, you know, on sale. Here in North Carolina, the eggs were $2.29 for a dozen. I'm like, oh, my God. This, I, I'm not going to buy, you know, I bought them because it was my nephew's birthday. I have to make a cake for him. But that's just inflation. I mean, that, I don't even know that, what that is. Is that over 150% inflation? It, it was a crazy. I mean, it was just eggs. I mean, but that's a lot of money to be all of a sudden changing things. And I don't want to be a doomsday person. I, I don't want to say the world's going to hell in a handbasket, but if people can start just with $10, start seeing a shimmer of light at the end of the tunnel and start building up more and more and more, because that's what we need to have is just hope. Hope gives so much, brings so much. What A statistic that I heard is every bankruptcy could have been stopped if they had an extra $200 a week, a month in their, in, in their bank account. I mean, I don't know what the statistic for bankruptcies are right now, but it it I, it, anybody should should shouldn't have to worry about it. Divorces, um, people having strokes, people having heart attacks. Stress is a bad thing to have. Being stressed about money, take that away. I mean, pay down debt, and then if you want to buy a new car, if you want to take the family to Disney World, you're going to have the decision of what you want to do with your money. And again. I made a presentation at a church recently, and then I showed it to a friend online. And she, she's in the gift giving tree. Uh, she's doing well with gift giving tree. And she called me this week, and she goes, "I have to deal with my phone and get on the computer." I'm like, "I'm sorry, people are giving you money. Are you know, how much? You know, how much time are you spending?" She goes, "Well, you didn't tell me it was going to be so hard." I'm like, oh, "God, Kathy, you know, it, you can you can drop out. I'll put somebody else in your place for you. But you know, if you're put." She's on the third level of the first board. Just to give you an idea right now, people are paying her 80, there's so many, there's a certain number of people are paying her $80 to be on the third level of the first board. I'd be happy to work a little bit harder to get $80, you know? So, mm -hmm. so Kathy complaining is not my idea of fun. No, no, it's not. Yeah, I think a lot of people would also be happy to be able to work to get the $80. Well, and I think that's where gratitude comes in. I think you start being grateful for yes. things you have, everything changes for you. So uh, change your focus and, and I and I read that statistic too about an extra two three hundred dollars could stop a lot of bankruptcies. Like I said, a lot of divorces happen because of financial issues and stress. It leads to a lot of health issues, heart attacks, like you mentioned. So yes, you can get rid of you can lessen the stress and be much better. And why you mentioned the word hope, you know, just building out that money slowly, it gives you hope and it works on your subconscious mind. It says, okay, this can work. I'm getting on each one. I'm having a little more money in there. I can see lighting in the tunnel, and I believe this can work. And I believe in myself more. And like you said, 
know your expenses. How much are you spending on your rent? How much are you spending on your cell phone, your food, all that stuff? Yes. This is the same. What gets measured gets managed. If you don't know what your costs are, you will never be able to take care of them. But once you know all your numbers, then you can figure out what to do. And that, that applies to all businesses. The most successful businesses know how much their profits are, how much their costs are, and then they know what to do. Well, we got to focus more on this, less on that. So you need to know your numbers in pretty much everything you need you do in life. Because if you don't know your numbers, you don't know what the hell to do. So definitely a key. I like to keep a spreadsheet and you can figure out what to do. So that's really good stuff. Um, just one last question about trust. Because you mentioned that before, the rich use that. Because uh, obviously there are many different types of trust. So for those who are you know, maybe not familiar with you, know, how would they go about looking to set up a trust? Is there a profession they go to? Is there something to do online? Or what do you recommend? The, the trust I'm talking about is a very specialized trust. And going to give you the, all the names to it so uh and again um not trying to promote myself but this entire circle of wealth is at uh, learnwithsallymarie.com so you can download this but the trust is called irrevocable complex discretionary non-grantor spendthrift trust um irrevocable means it goes from uh generation to generation uh my parents had one to stop going through uh probate you know most people that's 95 percent of the trusts out there if you know Susie Orman on a PBS, mm -hmm. that's what she talks about. Mm -hmm. um, they're much they're much less expensive. Um, irrevocable complex. It means this trust can own money, can keep money in the trust. When my father passed away, we had to close out the trust, pay pay my two brothers and I all the money and shut it down because the trust couldn't go from gener gener generation to generation. Irrevocable complex discretionary. I, I, I'm going to use an example. Whoever's a trustee can make the rules. I have a couple who have five apartment buildings in California with robust uh, rent rolls. Their only daughter, I'm not making fun of her, she's not doing too well. She's involved with drugs. They can say to her, she's got to do four random drug tests per month for them to pay for her living conditions. In uh, California, it's Vaughn's card. It's like a safe way, but they, they'll give her uh, cards to be able to buy food at Vaughn's. She took her parents to court. She's 32 years old. She took her parents to court saying they should be paying me money. And as soon as the judge saw it, they're like, nope, it's a spendthrift trust. So that's discretionary. Um, Non-grantor. It is a very specialized trust where somebody sets it up for you and then they sign yourself away. This gives you 100% privacy. So if you have an LLC or an S corp or a C corp, all your information is available at the, um, I don't know what they, you, they use in different places, but the uh, Corporation Commission, I can research research the um, LLC and find your name. Um, so this you're going to be completely private, and then you're going to be completely judgment proof. So if you do something illegal, we can't help you. But you know, one of my customers, uh, one of my clients, had a hundred doors in Chicago. The mailman got bitten by a dog by one of the renters. The the lawyer went after the four unit, the four uh, houses that were in that one uh, one uh, LLC because that's what they researched. And he nearly lost all four of those um, his uh, buildings. So that's why he's in the trust. So he'll have liability if the mailman gets bitten again. You know the uh, what you have in your home, like a hundred thousand dollars liability, but you won't have to worry about them going after all your other possessions. And then spendthrift, the the fifth uh, thing, spendthrift is its own entity. The Supreme Court has decided twice in favor of a spendthrift trust. So it has an EIN like your LLC but it can do business on its behalf. So my trust owns my car, pays for the gas, paid for the registration. I failed registration. My my windshield had four dimples in it. I had to get a new windshield. I got a cat falling off my lap, sorry. Um, it uh, pays for my health insurance. 
It pays for my infant banking policy. It pays for everything except for my food, fun, and fashion. So that that's why I love it. I mean, I do my real estate all through it. Oh, that is awesome. You know, listen, um, Sally, so I want to just thank you for being on the show today. You, know, you shared a oh, lot. Oh, well, thank of you for great... having me. I appreciate talking yeah, about things. Yeah. And I appreciate you shared a lot of amazing information. And I'm sure the people listening are really grateful for all the stuff that you shared. And I'm sure uh, they're going to be taking action on some of the amazing input that you shared. And before we let you go, Sally, if people want to reach out to you, what is the best way for them to contact you? To Again, uh, to find out about the Circle of Wealth, it's going to be a PDF on the website. And then if they need to make an appointment, there'll be a way to make an appointment. It's learnwithsallymarie.com. Um, my mom was from Ireland. Firstborn daughters have to be named uh, Mary, and my brother named me after a cat. So <laughs> that's yeah. My, thank God, my 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 mom was going to name me Moira. I can't roll the R like she did. So <laughs> Sally's a much better name. Awesome, great. Well, again, thanks again for being on the show. Really appreciate. It. Really appreciate. It. Have yourself an amazing day. Oh, you too, Victor. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you've enjoyed listening, please smash that subscribe button so you don't miss any of our amazing episodes. Please also leave a five-star rating review and have an awesome day.